get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. It's 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Looking forward to opening day on Thursday and looking forward to the return of MLB Central on MLB Network featuring Robert Flores, Lauren Shahadi, and our current guest on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, Mark DeRosa, the former Cardinal. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Good. Looking forward to getting your show back on the air. We always love it. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's been nice, actually. A little bit of this pandemic has been nice to be home with the kids for as long as I've been and kind of get to know them. But I'm jonesing for some baseball, too, so I'm excited to be back in uh, in New Jersey getting ready to start it back up. Mark, we're jonesing for baseball, too. We were talking, there's so many exciting teams, player storylines this season, but what is something that you're looking forward to watching this year? You know, it's fun. it's funny you say that because – that's how I actually want to start the show on Thursday. As I was flying up here yesterday, all I was thinking about is like everything's negative right now, right? Everything you want to focus on the negative on a daily basis. But if you look at baseball as a whole, the athletes that are playing it today, man, if you're not fired up to see the Dodgers and what they can potentially do with another run, I mean, if you're not fired up to see if Otani can stay healthy for a full season and try and get Mike Trout, and Rendon into the postseason. The NL East is going to be a bear. Arenado and Goldschmidt for you guys in St. Louis with Wayno and Yacht. There's so much to kind of sink your teeth into. For uh, It's a good question. I think for me there's a couple things I want to focus on. I want to really see if the White Sox can, can get it done. I know the Eloy Jimenez was a, was, uh, a huge blow, but I think it's something they can cover. And I want to see if that could kind of come together with Tony LaRusso. I think that's going to be insanely interesting for a summer in the south side of Chicago. Um, the Mets are obviously an interesting uh, Lindor turning down or potentially turning down 10 years, 325. As I wake up this morning and kind of have some coffee and read the paper, I think that's hilarious. Um, wanting a little bit more than Mookie Betts. So I want to see if that gets ironed out. There, there's a lot to focus on, to be honest with you. But if you want to stay in St. Louis, we can do that as well. But no, uh, we're intrigued, too. We were talking to, earlier today, d about how good the Dodgers are. And at yeah. least from, from a talent standpoint, I, I ask people to compare them to the 98 through 2000 Yankees. And, and I, I actually think they're more, maybe even a lot more talented than that Yankees team was, as good as they were. I'm, I'm with you. And I, that's where I think the game is today like I, I personally and I know I'm going off on a tangent right here 
there's so many great athletes that I would love to see a focus to get back to kind of potentially looking at eliminating the shift. I know they're going to try doing some things in the minor leagues that are going to be eye popping and hopefully they can get a feel for what's going to be needed in the new CBA. But I want to see, I want to see Arenado have to range far. I don't want to see him playing down the right field line. And uh, you know, like Manny Machado does in San Diego. I want to see Francisco Lindor going in the hole. I want to see, you know, different things from, uh, from an infield defensive perspective. Uh, there's so many good athletes in the game. I just think it's so difficult to get hits the way we have positioned our defense. And I think the people that are listening, driving in their cars to say, well, we want guys to go the other way and learn how to learn how to how to beat the shift and do different things like that. Well, I'm not paying Gold, Paul Goldschmidt to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to buy a ticket and see him try and beat the shift four times. I want him to drive the baseball. So. I think there's a way to uh, kind of accentuate the talent on the field, uh, hopefully going forward. Mark, uh, another name you mentioned was Otani, and I think that watching Otani this season is going to be one of the best storylines in baseball. I can't wait to see what he's capable of, and I'm also so intrigued to see how Joe Madden is going to deploy him to extract the yeah. best out of him but not overuse him to avoid injury or fatigue. It's, it's funny. I have a funny story with him because about five, six years ago, I was calling Japan series out of the MLB network at like three in the morning with Paul Severino, who's now the voice of the Marlins. And we were watching some of the American players. I have been Longoria and a, and a band of brothers went over there to kind of play in this uh, round robin tournament. And you could not take your eyes off Shohei Otani. And I think he was like 17 or 18 years old at the time. And I called John Daniels of the Texas Rangers, and I said, hey, are you guys on this Otani guy? He, like, jumps off. He's like, we've been on him since he was 12. Wow. So, like, the, the wow. word was out on him so long before I actually put eyeballs on him that I was blown away. I knew when his posting would come, like, this was going to be a big deal. So, yeah, we've caught glimpses of the, what could potentially be the most talented player in the game. I just want to see if he, like you said, stay healthy. How how does Joe Madden use him? I think offensively he's been such a force in uh, in spring training this year. You just hope he can be in the lineup every day, and then you know when it gets down to the bitter end that he could turn into their one. But it's it's crazy. You look at a team like Anaheim, you don't realize you're going through their lineup, and you're like, oh my god, Anthony Rendon is there. <laughs> it's like he, you forgot during a pandemic that he signed over there. He's one of the best hitters in the game. So is it Albert's last hurrah? I think a lot of things push me to want to want to see Anaheim make a nice run. Mark DeRosa with us on 101 ESPN, and you'll be able to see Mark on Thursday morning, MLB Central on MLB Network, starting at 9 o'clock. Dero, you mentioned the White Sox. You played for Tony La Russa. Yeah. What do you think, how, how do you think that'll play out? You know his personality, and I guess it'll come down to the, the physical grind that a manager has to deal with. But how do you think he'll do in 2021? I think he'll do great. I really do. Did I think it was a, a kind of a curious hire? No doubt. I mean, it's a risky hire for me. You have a young team, a team that's not only young, but guys like Tim Anderson, they're, they're live on social media. They're, they're the newer generation of, of kind of brand of ball player. So I thought it was an interesting hire not to want to go with a younger guy. 
That being said, once you're around Tony, and I think once you're around any manager, he puts you in positions to be successful and he asks you to win the day. And I think if you're, if you're a competitive guy and everyone in the big leagues is competitive, when you walk in the door, that's fair. Like, I want to win the day, too. And if that means that he's got to bench me because this matchup doesn't work out or he's got to make a move in a big spot that maybe ruffles some feathers, then he's going to do it knowing that everybody's on the same page for winning today. And I, I always had huge respect for that. Um, I never was a guy that had too big of an ego to come into the clubhouse. Now, again, I'm not, I was never hitting 3-4 in the lineup like Albert and Holiday when I was there. But – I think it was uh, he got guys to realize that we are an ultimate team trying to win today and whatever gives us the best chances to do that, I'm going to deploy. And I think everybody can kind of have an honest evaluation of themselves. He'll get into some arguments with one or two guys probably behind closed doors that don't appreciate the way he's going about it, but he ain't going to lose the other 24 to a piece too. Mark, I want to ask you about the National League Central. Here in St. Louis, we feel pretty good about the Cardinals' chances. But when I look around the landscape of the division, there's so many question marks with a lot of these other teams. The Cubs are in a precarious position. When I look at the yeah. Brewers, I don't know how much weight I should put on Christian Yelich's 2020 season. It's hard for me to discern how good some of these other teams are going to be in the division. So I'm curious, who do you think is the favorite in the NL Central? Well, I did it last night kind of just – putting pen to paper and I went St. Louis, Milwaukee, Chicago. And that's tough for me. And I know I'm on St. Louis radio, but like my first multi-year deal, like I lean towards the teams that I played for. I want to see them all do well. So I want the Cubs to do well, but a lot of things have to go right for them to be relevant and not have Jed want to make moves at the deadline. In my opinion, a lot of contact pitch to contact guys in that rotation I know they upgraded their defense, but they leave a, a, a lot to be desired if they're not swinging the bats. Milwaukee's very intriguing for me because Woodruff and Burns at the front of the rotation with a nasty bullpen. I think Craig Council is one of the smartest managers in the game, another guy who gets so much out of his team. Um, like getting Keston here out of the middle of the diamond and bringing in Colton Wong. I like that. I don't think it's – I popping but i like it christian yelich gets back to who he was in you know the 1819 they can win that division but like you said how much weight do you put on 2020 i i don't know i i never thought he was going to be the 50 homer guy so i maybe somewhere in the middle and i think the safe play when you look at it on paper is is the fact that st louis is just so strong i mean they have superstar talent they have a have a horse, couple horses. Alex Reyes, we know he's kind of a gun for hire. I just think they're the safer play to kind of grind out the 162. A couple more things for Mark DeRosa. You talked about the athleticism in the sport. I, I like the idea, Mark, of having a de-juiced baseball and taking some of the, the three true results out of it and having people hit a ground ball and being able to beat it out or uh, having people hit a ball into the gap and get a triple. I, I like, well, well, I grew up, didn't grow up, but I, my introduction to good baseball was whitey ball. So that's, that's what I like. And I would like to see more of that. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, you could do it a myriad of ways. I'm open to, to honest 
conversation. I, I just feel we're in a situation where there's, like I said, there's too many great players on the field, and we and we have a chance to kind of accentuate that talent. And I think that roles are getting lost. When I came up with the Atlanta Braves, I knew what my role was. And it, it, it was ever-evolving throughout the year, but it was kind of like, hey, you're the utility guy at first, then you're going to start at second. You're going to you're going to be a table setter. You're not a table clearer yet. Oh, okay. You've kind of started to pop 20 homers. Now we're going to put you in positions where you can drive in more. I just feel the lines have blurred. Everybody's hitting homers because there's no knocks out there anymore. The, the defenses are positioned in places where a guy like myself, there's just no, there's just no way to get a base hit, right? A left-handed pull hitter. I watched my best friend, Brian McCann, go from a 280 lifetime hitter on Hall of Fame potential highway to 230. He didn't get worse as a hitter. There's no more knocks through the 4-3 hole, so it's you have one or two things. Either you bunt down the third baseline, and I don't want to pay Brian McCann to bunt down the third baseline, or you hit a ball over the fence. So I just think a lot of roles – have been blurred because everybody's trying to pop the ball over the fence, not because they're sitting there at home going, this is what I was, this is what I want to do. This is my skill set." I think they're kind of forced, forced into it. If you're not a guy that comes up and everyone says, Oh, you can learn how to hit the ball the other way. I didn't learn how to hit. I didn't learn how to pull a baseball. I, all I did as a kid was go up the middle the other way. So that, that was, my sinus rhythm swing for a guy like, I don't know, Yadier Molina, his might be to pull the baseball and that might be his sinus rhythm swing as a kid. So to ask these guys to consistently manipulate 98 exploding all over the place, I think is, is a little ridiculous. Dero to your point, And you mentioned McCann, Maybe Matt Carpenter is the biggest victim of the shift at 186 oh, last man. year, 226 a year before that. He was two for 37 in spring training, and they shifted in spring training every time. I saw it. it There's certain things that, that make you really go, wow. I, I can't imagine what he's going through mentally. Um, that's one of them. I thought Matt was one of the better hitters in the National League, and it just seems like he's been mired in, like, Two, it seems like two years, two, three years of just not being able to find it. Two for 37. That's a tough spring to roll out of bed every day, but he's a professional. He is. Hey, one last thing, and I didn't realize this until mid-show, but we had Doug Glanville on earlier, 1991, drafted out of Penn, and Mark DeRosa, 1996, drafted out of Penn. Were you aware of Glanville when you went to Penn or during your career there? I was. I was. He was from Teaneck, New Jersey. I'm from Carlstadt, New Jersey. It's not too far away. So I had heard of Doug, and he was kind of that one to make it out of the Ivy League first-round pick, Cape Cod, everything. So I was like, those are opportunities if you if you go there. You still can get drafted. You still can play summer ball on the Cape. So he was kind of that trailblazer. Awesome. Hey, it's great to hear your voice. We're looking forward to the show on Thursday. We'll be watching you here in studio every morning, and hopefully during the season we'll be able to catch up again. All right. Look forward to it. See you. Thanks, Dero. Take care.
Uh, Mark DeRosa, MLB Network, MLB Central starts at 9 o'clock Thursday with Lauren Shahadi and Robert Flores. It's a great show and one of the most thoughtful baseball people that you'll ever run across. He's great. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.